0: Welcome back to the Software and Electronics Podcast brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Taylor Standridge, and it's my utmost honor to talk with this guest today. His name is Brad Plow, though. He represents the company Womply. It's a company that helps small businesses thrive in the digital world, and we're really excited about having this conversation. Brad, really good to have you.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the invite.
0: So from what I'm seeing, you're the head of marketing and communications at Womply, right? Correct. So can you walk us through kind of what that means on a daily basis? I know some people have generalizations about what you handle as a marketing director or somebody that handles connections, but what specifically does Womply do on a daily basis in that department?
1: Sure. So Womply serves small businesses with software. We're a technology company. And what I do is a couple of things. One is that uh, we partner with uh, credit card processors. A lot of people know us through their credit card processor. And so my job is to help us, uh, our customers understand our brand as well so that they recognize that, you know, we are not their credit card processor. We actually have an independent company. Uh, we serve them with software. So I'm building a brand for Wombly. That's the uh, kind of the first job. Uh, another job is that we want to educate the market. So there's a lot of, um, kind of complex and nuanced things that are going on for small businesses that are changing the way that they do business. They may not recognize that these things are happening. And so my job is to help them understand these things, to bring to their attention some of the kind of fundamental consumer behavior changes that are happening as a result of technological change and uh, just kind of educate them. So that requires a lot of content creation, uh, getting the right kind of material in front of them to help them understand these changes. So, you know, we blog about things. We, we talk about things in the press. Uh, we create content that we distribute to them through newsletters, that kind of thing. Um, and then I also do kind of the traditional demand generation, you know, lead generation aspect of marketing. So finding the kind of people who might be interested in the kinds of services that we provide, making sure that we cultivate them th- in, in an appropriate way, and get them to our sales teams when they're ready to have a conversation.
0: One thing I really like about Womply is that you really help small businesses out because you're you're helping them manage their customers better, their revenue better. Uh, their reputation and even just their overall business, because a lot of small, small businesses might think it's impossible to manage all these uh, these things because they don't know about automation. So specifically with Womply, I know I, I know from my understanding, you like to work in startup environments. So what made you choose Womply in the first place?
1: Before I came to Wampley, I was working for several years as a partner at a PR agency that served primarily venture-backed high-growth technology companies. And a lot of that was software companies, SaaS companies, software as a service. So uh, I got to see a pretty large and broad, um, kind of view of that world. And mostly what I saw was companies that were building software for large companies. So you've got this concept in the Fortune 500, you know, the largest companies in the world about digital transformation. They recognize that the business that they built decades ago that's now this massive behemoth um, isn't going to stay relevant as the world changes with technology. Technology doesn't just change, you know, kind of how we, you know, new sites on the Internet, that kind of thing. It actually changes fundamentally consumer behavior. Big companies recognize this. There are multibillion-dollar industries with consultants and technology companies, uh, vendors that have popped up to support digital transformation for large companies. The same is not true for small businesses. They've really been left behind. And so one of the things that was very attractive to me about wompley is that this is a company that's not trying to build software on the backs of small businesses. And then once it gets too feature heavy, you sort of graduate into the enterprise and stop selling it to small businesses. You price them out. It's too feature rich. It's no longer made for them. So wompley's uh, commitment that resonated with me was they're going to stay very focused on the mom and pop shop. So the, the main street business that might be you know, a two or ten-person operation, a bakery, a barber shop, a tire shop, a cafe—those kinds of businesses—that that really is like a, a pretty important aspect of our economy. Local commerce really flows through those businesses, and if they can't make the sort of digital leap the same way those large companies can, uh, then you know it's not just bad for for their business; it's bad for everybody. You know, you lose out on optionality and what you might where you might spend money locally. Um, it actually has a pretty massive uh, economic footprint as well. So. I really appreciate that Wompley is spending time trying to build software that deals with the very specific challenges that those businesses face. And the most acute challenge that they face is they just don't have the time. So we have to make software do a lot of that work for them.
0: Well, it's very admirable. I love that Wompley doesn't let local businesses run under the radar. They're specifically designing that so that small businesses can compete with these bigger ones that are already getting... Um, this underway. So I want to specifically talk about SaaS companies for, uh, in terms of emerging trends inside this industry, I know that there's more of a, there's more of a focus on actual business performance rather than metrics itself. Can you kind of tell us why there's much more scrutiny on that?
1: Yeah, I think this is a pretty typical cycle that you see with, with, um, with any kind of new technology uh, trends. So, you know, Gartner has its hype cycle, for example, that charts out, you know, you see kind of this, this, Peaking uh, level of inflated expectations, then people dip down into a trough of disillusionment. And eventually, things level out and become kind of normal. And we've definitely seen that with software. So software as a service is a, an industry. And you have uh, very very kind of smart uh, people like Mark Andreessen who've said the software is eating the world. It's really kind of taking over every aspect of society. And what's happened is that investors have thrown a ton of money into software as a service. So that's created a lot of froth it's attracted a lot of um, folks who may have started a different kind of company to start software companies. And, you know, when you see that kind of money being thrown around, the natural tendency is that uh, you skip steps, some folks kind of get fat and happy, Uh, like a lot of laziness and cutting corners happens. And that happens both on the the side of the folks who are building the company and on the investor side. So, uh, you know, vanity metrics like just user you know, acquisition without any revenue behind it. These kinds of things have really passed muster uh, largely in the past. That's no longer the case. Uh, there's been a lot of kind of correction around, hey, you know, the unicorn uh, tech company uh, conversation, for example, what, what constitutes a, a valuation at a billion dollars for a company? Some people didn't have to really work that hard to get that valuation in the past. That's no longer the case. Investors are starting to get much smarter about the kinds of metrics that matter. So it's not just you know, top line revenue growth or user acquisition, you know, unit economics, you know, what's the the efficiency with which you acquire customers? How, how do you actually engage them and keep them? What's the lifetime value of those customers? Uh, those are the kinds of metrics that we're seeing become more and more important for investors and that drive real value creation in those businesses.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's talk about small businesses for a second. I know that with small businesses, there's kind of a, a lack of knowledge on, maintaining their online presence? Like if they were to be seen on Google or, you know, sites like Yelp or, you know, any other rating sites, they might not have enough time in the day to manage both their business and their online presence. Do you see anything changing in that? Do you see any solutions coming kind of coming into play where they can, you know, focus on their business, but also be very good on the social side?
1: Yeah, there's really two things that need to to happen here. One is an acknowledgement on the behalf of the small business owners and operators that this is actually not a problem for them, but a massive opportunity. And the other thing is that they need easier solutions to be able to manage that. So if you think about it, um, a lot of these mom-and-pop shops have been around maybe for decades. They go, they go, Their way of thinking and, and building kind of their business practices and, and forming the habits and the behaviors that they use to run their business go back to the days when they were buying newspaper ads or, or radio ads or taking out ads in the Yellow Pages. And so they were shouting out uh, to people locally about, hey, come to my business. And, you know, things have radically changed with the proliferation of mobile. So now when someone wants to find a business to patronize locally, they pull out their phone, they do a local search, and they either are looking at your Google My Business page or they're looking at your Yelp profile, your TripAdvisor score, those kinds of things. That's the first kind of uh, top of the funnel experience that people have with finding a local business. So the opportunity there is people are actually looking for your business for what you provide at a time when they're intent to buy. Uh, So it really is pulling people to these sites, which is a great opportunity. The challenge is that small business owners and operators largely have seen Yelp, for example, as a threat to their business. All they see is, well, anyone can write anything they want about my company. Truth is, those conversations were happening, you know, have been happening forever. It's called word of mouth. It just happens where you can't have any uh, say in the conversation. So the real opportunity for small businesses is take control of the page for your business on Yelp, on Google, for example. And then make sure that you're active in those conversations. If someone has a bad experience, give them a way to talk to you offline. People appreciate that. Um, If someone's had a great experience, simply acknowledge it, say, hey, thank you, we'd love to have you back. You can build customer engagement. You can drive repeat visits. And most importantly, you can ensure that when someone's looking for a business like yours, your business shows up and that when they do find your business, they're going to like what they see. So the real work for technologists like Womply to improve that process is you shouldn't have to, you know, jump around from site to site and track all these things in different places. We want to aggregate all of that. That's really one of the kind of main benefits that Wamply provides is we aggregate all of that information, your reputation score, how it's trending in different sites, all into one place. We allow you to claim your pages here, activate your best customers to uh, post reviews about your business from one place and just see everything that's going on, read and respond to those reviews from one platform.
0: That's incredible. So it seems like automation is the way to go, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know... Automation as a as a conversation has been oversimplified into robots coming to take people's jobs. That's really um, a, a pretty narrow way of viewing this. Automation can absolutely work for uh, important groups of people in the economy like small business owners. So, for example, one application of automation technology is to go out and pull all of these reputation sites into one place, give the business owner a complete view in one place, and allow them to read and respond from one place. Um, so that's a, that's a very... Kind of useful application of automation. If you think about this, the, the net effect of that could be that business owner has, uh, doesn't have to chase down all these different sites. They can do this all from one place. They have more time on their hands and potentially they're seeing more customers come into their business because as we mentioned before, this allows more customers to find their business and be uh, enticed to come to their business. So they're making more money now. Now they need to hire uh, more staff to deal with the increased demand. Maybe there's different kinds of customer service that requires high touch, a human touch. And so that actually could create jobs. So when we think about automation, these are the kinds of um, real benefits that it can provide to someone like a small business owner.
0: That's incredible. I never thought of it that way, but I was doing a news story a few weeks back, and it was talking about how the whole stigma of robots taking your job really isn't necessarily a threat that we should be scared of because these robots that would be taking these jobs either one these jobs are too dangerous in the first place for humans to do or they're jobs that nobody wants in the first place with these robots you're creating new jobs but you're also creating more fulfillment for people who might enjoy these this type of work so ryan is there any sort of social media that we can follow you at or anything that we can follow the content as far as what you guys are doing at womply or maybe what you're doing in general as a thought leader
1: yeah, we're on uh Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn just at Womply in all cases. Uh and we we definitely we we actually blog about all this stuff too at slash blog and uh, we get into pretty uh, uh fine-grained detail on all these aspects and all these topics as well. So all that content we you'll find on our social media channels or at our blog.
0: That's incredible. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, I, I'm blown away just by what Wompley is doing for small businesses. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the, the firestorm that is caused from small businesses once they utilize this technology and they're really able to compete in the market. So, Brad, thank you so much for what you do.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys.
0: That was Brad Plo, though, the head of marketing and communications for Womply. If you want to learn more about what they do for small businesses, you can visit their website, Womply.com. They also have social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. So make sure to spell it correctly, W-O-M-P-L-Y, wompley.com is going to be their website once again. And if you want to follow us for more podcasts, go to Marketscale.com and go down to the very bottom, Software and Electronics tab. You'll be able to find all the industry news there, all the blogs, news minutes, even podcasts where we're interviewing people like Brad, learning about what's next for the industry. Until then, I'm your host, Taylor Standridge. We'll see you next time.